Welcome back into the Chris Mathis Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Mathis, here back again with another Talk to Him Tuesday edition with uh, Patrick Johnson, an outside linebacker for the Philadelphia Eagles. Spencer Mathis here with me today, our second NFL player right here on the podcast, and really excited for this, Spence. Before we shout out our sponsor, uh, talk about how excited you are for this opportunity to talk with Philadelphia Eagle Patrick Johnson. Oh, yeah. First, first player that we're interviewing that's a current NFL player. This is very exciting. I think he's going to have a very good NFL career out of college, out of Tulane. I was interested in him for the Buccaneers. Hopefully we were going to draft him. Ended up not, but ended up meeting the Buccaneers in the playoffs last season. So that was a pretty cool thing to see. And I'm excited to interview Patrick Johnson of the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, we'll get more to that. Talking Tulane football, talking Philadelphia Eagles here with Pat Johnson momentarily. First and foremost, a shout out to our sponsor, Talk to Him Tuesday, brought to you by Information on Demand, pre-employment screening, uh, screening services, offering fast, accurate, affordable background screening services. Whether you need criminal background checks, drug screenings, e-verify, academic accreditations, or other screening services, they've got you covered. You can rest easy knowing a highly trained search team will get you the information you need in just eight hours or less. That's right, eight hours or less. Information on Demand. They're fast, accurate, and affordable pre-employment background screening services. Give them a call today at 855-914-4636 or visit them on their website, informationondemand.net. And with that, we bring on Philadelphia Eagle outside linebacker Patrick Johnson on the TCM pod. How's it going, Pat? What's going on, man? Appreciate y'all having me. Absolutely, man. We're excited to talk about your career from Tulane all the way up through your first NFL season with the Eagles and uh, your approach to year two. Uh, First and foremost, I'm going to let Spence take things away with the first opening question as we get things underway here on TCM Pod. Hey, uh, Pat, how are you doing today? What does your offseason look like from day to day and how does it really differ from college? Because this is your first NFL offseason. So I was just wondering how you're treating it and how different it's uh, going from like a day-to-day in college or even just a regular day in college. Like in college, yeah. I know you got to do, you got to go to class, you got to do weight training, then you're eating lunch and then you've got to be at all these things on time. And in the NFL, what does a day look like or in the off season? Yeah, absolutely. It's most definitely uh very similar, but very different to uh college, you know, in college, you have a, you don't really have much time. You, you, like you said, classwork, you know, you go to the cafeteria and the next thing you realize you're eating for 10 minutes and you're running to class you know, five minutes later. So that's, I, I don't miss those days at all, for real. You know, I miss Tulane, but I don't miss those days. But honestly, though, the offseason, though, man, it's really relaxing. Um, but at the same time, though, you really got to use your your time to your advantage, really getting out there, grinding. You know, I work out every morning, you know, Monday through, really through Monday through Saturday, um, getting in on the field, getting my position work in. And then usually I'm pretty much done for the day, you know, kind of doing some extra recovery work, doing anything I can do to kind of improve myself for the upcoming year. What do you recall most about your time at Tulane? Ah, oh, man, a lot of good times, man. I mean, I've, I've met a lot of good people learning, you know, a lot of different things from others. Uh, man, I've just made my I made some of the best friends in college. But honestly, like playing on the field, you know, with a bunch of those dudes that I've you know made all the history with. It was unreal. You know, went to I want to say we went to four bowl games or three bowl games. My bad. Three bowl games in four years. You know, the first time in school history that's ever happened um and so like that was unreal to actually be part of that and that's really why i went to tulane because i wanted to be a son that was going to be starting up and 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 it took off in that that way and it was awesome yeah you finished your senior year there at tulane with double digit sacks second in fbs which is insane 
and that led you to becoming the uh, all-time leader in sacks at Tulane University with 24 and a half sacks. As a player that's trying to get ready to go to the NFL at that time, what did that do for your confidence as you got ready to go to that next level? Yeah, man, it brings a lot of confidence. But, you know, for me, what I learned, though, during that whole process was how to become a pro, um, you know, how to film study, how to get there. So it really, you know, went into being a pro already. So when I got to the NFL, I knew I had to step my game up. So me having the confidence to to do those things. So when I got to the next level, it helped me out a lot. Um, I feel like I was very comfortable with, you know, trans, you know, transitioning into the NFL you know, it was a lot of hard parts, a lot of things I learned. But at the same time, though, it really helped me out a lot. So four months after your senior season at Tulane, you were picked in the seventh round by the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, what do you remember most from the NFL draft process? Whew, a lot of questions, man. There's a lot of questions, a lot of interviews. It, it was a lot of fun, though. I, I can't I can't even lie to you because, you know, as a kid, you know, you dream of doing that. But at the same time, a lot of people don't realize, man, it's months of interviews. I mean, I talked to the same teams. I've talked to the Bucks even several, several times. You know, you know, it, you never know where you're going to go. So you just try to kill every interview that you have because what they always say is, you know, you want a team that really falls in love with you to, to get your name called on draft day. But that whole process, though, it was unreal. You know, for me, I really was just focused on training because, you know, pro days and the combine, not knowing if I was going to have a combine that year. was So it was really huge for me to really just focus on training and then just just doing the just being myself actually in the interviews. That's the biggest thing. When guys try to fake it or they don't try to be themselves, you know, it makes those interviews hard. But honestly, the interviews are probably the easiest part besides some of the other, you know, game planning and understanding some schemes that can actually be a little bit more difficult than what people realize. But, you know, it was a long process, but it was really well. A uh, follow-up question. What was the wildest thing that an NFL team asked you? I've, I've heard a lot of wild ones over the years. Uh, what was what was the weirdest question that an NFL team asked you this draft process? Mm, I want to say weirdest question. Um, the toughest question, though. I can I didn't get any weird ones. I heard I heard some that were really weird, some of the guys were going through, but honestly, I never got one of those, thank God. But I think the <laughs> toughest one though I got was um would I rather be um a nfl champion or a um hall of famer choose one or the other so you know at the end of the day you're like oh man i want to be a hall of famer because that means i had i did the best i could be but then at the same time though i know teams also want to hear well i want to be a champion at the same time so like for me i couldn't really know how to answer it i kept going back and forth because i didn't know how they were feeling about my (laughs) answer so that's like the only time i actually really got nervous for a uh for an actual question (laughs) Before we lead into the next question about draft day, I got to show this quick highlight. If you guys are watching on Spotify or YouTube, Patrick Johnson just absolutely <laughs> obliterates the quarterback here. Which game is this in particular? Is this a bowl game? Yeah, man, that was actually a bowl game. That was actually uh, my second bowl game. It was the Armed Force Bowl game. Um, actually here, actually in Dallas, or in Dallas, Texas, over at the TCU Stadium over in Fort Worth. But uh, yeah, that was a bowl game, though. We ended up winning that. Um, yeah, I remember that play like it was the other day. That one felt good. <laughs> yeah, how often did you see that play get brought up by NFL teams and scouts throughout that process? Man, yeah, they, they showed the good and they showed the ugly. But I did most definitely <laughs> did see that one a lot. They're, you know, they'll ask me, you know, they'll have me break down the whole plays after plays after plays and what I saw and, you know, what was going through my mind at that time. Right there, I was just trying to make sure I didn't hit the quarterback in the head because I wanted to keep the sack. <laughs> 
And, and Pat, you were a third-day draft pick, round seven pick yeah. for the Philadelphia yeah. Eagles. I know that even if you're taken on the first day, first or second round pick even, it's a very uh, you know lengthy process because you're waiting. You're trying to find out who's going to, get, who's going to take me. You're sitting there with your family. Walk us through draft weekend for you, uh, spending time with your family, and then that moment that the Philadelphia Eagles took you in the seventh round and you heard your name called and see your name across the ticker at the bottom of the screen. Yeah, man, uh, it was a uh, it was a, it was a rough three days, um, you know, because I was I was assuming to go much earlier um, in the draft process. So it was actually kind of a little bit frustrating. By the end of the day, though, it was uh, most definitely a very rewarding feeling, uh, probably the best feeling I ever had. And, you know, I know I was crying because I was just like frustrated, but overjoyed, man. Like I was like, my name finally got called is a lot more than what a lot of people can say. So I'll never, ever take that for granted. Um, but that whole draft day, though, I mean, I just. I just just keep watching names come off the board and in your head you're thinking, well, I'm better than him. You know, like I understand why I'm, you know, I'm dropping this 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 low in the draft. But, you know, like I said already, man, it, it was an unreal feeling just to see my name up there. It was a true blessing. You know, I will always remember that day like, you know, it was, it was yesterday. And you talk about that you thought you were, you know, worthy of being taken higher in that NFL draft yeah. 2021 being taken in the seventh round a little later than you hoped, does that motivate you even more to go out there and be successful and to work hard every single day? Yeah, absolutely, man. You see guys that are undrafted. You know, you see their their work ethic, and you're like, man, like I have no reason to even complain about being drafted. So, like, for me to go out there every single day, I got to prove myself. You know, I got to prove that, you know, I was still in the draft. You got me in the seventh round. Like, I'm going to go out there every single day and show, hey, you know, like you should have picked me up way earlier. Like, I should be getting paid more than this. Like what I'm going to do for y'all is, is going to help. It's going to help the program in the, in the future. Talk about your mindset heading into OTAs, obviously rookie camp too, uh, as you get ready to try to find your role with the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, man, for me, man, just keep improving from what I did last year. You know, I know things I need to work on, you know, keep working on my pass rush. You know, you've talked about, you know, my history in, you know, college. I mean, that's college, you know, in the pros, they really don't care. Once you get there, undrafted, first round, first pick, it, it doesn't matter. When you get to the NFL, man, you got to improve every single day on, on your game. And so, like, for me, it was pass rushing, working more as a linebacker off the ball and so I can improve there and just being more versatile. Um, you know, that's something my coaches really talked about, how they liked about me, just being very versatile, being able to play on the ball, rush, drop, and everything. So I just got to improve on those things and just keep getting better every day. Yeah, so in your first season, you were moved basically from a defensive end in college, more of a pass rush type, to an off-the-ball linebacker. What was the adjustment period like for you, and how quickly did you get to working on on the new position at basically an off-the-ball linebacker? Yeah, you know, uh, some of the things were a little bit more uh, complicated for me to really fully grasp coverages. That was probably the biggest thing for me. Like, I really needed to understand coverages and, you know, not just dropping into the hook, you know, understanding that, hey, I got to do a little bit more than just that now. So really like expanding my mind, meeting up with coaches and stuff like that and understanding the actual scheme around it. Because when you're a rusher, you have to kind of have to more so just know, hey, this is what I got and let's, let's go with the flow of it. But, you know, as a linebacker, you really have to control the game. I mean, like, I know I wasn't the mic, but to, you know, hear their thoughts on stuff, you know, being in the same room, I really fully got the grasp of all of it, seeing the big picture. And it really helped me out a lot throughout the process. Your first game in the NFL was pretty cool because you got to play against your favorite team growing up, the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, How true is yep. that for you to step out on the field uh, there and play against the Falcons and more importantly, play your first game in the NFL? 
Yeah, man, I actually will never, ever, ever forget that feeling of man of being running out the tunnel, knowing that, hey, like I had, I want to say 18 people, 18 families and friends, and, you know, they all came to the game. So it was just unreal being run out that tunnel, knowing that I had a lot of support there, knowing that, hey, this is, you know, this is like who I grew up watching. And it was an unreal feeling. Um, yeah, it was cool, though, man. And then I, I made some plays out there, which is even better. So I can actually say, you know, I actually, you know, played in the game, not then just, you know, sit on the sideline, you know, just watch. But uh, yeah, it was unreal, man. I can't, I can't, I can't wait for next year. It's getting me excited yeah, right no now. No doubt. <laughs> no doubt. And again, we're talking a little bit more about your rookie season here. Generally speaking, last year, your rookie year with the Eagles, what were three or four of your goals that you thought, okay, I have to go out, accomplish these things individually? Yeah, man. I mean, number one, man, just making the team. You know, a lot of people really don't understand how hard it really is to make a team drafted or undrafted. I mean, it's it is very, very difficult because you got guys that are vets you know, that are still trying to make teams. And, you know, they're they're trading, they're bringing guys in like you're competing. Like I came in, I had to compete with a guy or two other guys right off the bat to even just make the team. So, you know, for me going in there every single day, learning the special teams, I knew, hey, my number one, like one of the number one things is become uh, be on the team, make it number two, you know, do all the stuff I have to do for the special teams coach. And I played all four phases, started on all four, you know, got better and better week in and week out. And then, and then from there, start some games, get, get the experience, keep it improving um, each week. And I think I really did that. I saw a highlight of you on Twitter during the season before I even really knew you. And it yeah. was this play against the lions against Panay Sewell, the top offensive <laughs> lineman in 2021 yeah. draft. Talk about this play right here and how cool that was to go up against that top guy, that guy taken in the first round. Yeah, man, that I, honestly, man, that comes from uh, film study, man. Uh, you know, I, I know that was actually, I think it was like probably my first rush of the season, first or second rush, because like I said, you know, I didn't really rush much as a rookie this past year. Uh, I was a lot more of an off the ball linebacker, but, you know, taking the opportunity when, you know, when they give it to you, you, you got to take advantage of it. So right there, I knew that, you know, he, he's he's really, really good with his feet. You know, he's, he's a guy that is known for being able to pass block. And I was like, look, at the end of the day, he's going to get a good set on me probably. So I was like, you know, at the end of the day, he's got to run through him, uh, power it up. You know, that just comes from, from film study and the history of, you know, learning how to rush. And so showed my coaches that. And, you know, I got to rush a little bit more throughout the season after that one. Yeah, Pat, and not only did the Eagles have a pretty solid year, you guys made a playoff appearance in the wild card. Uh, and yeah. again, you're a rookie at the time, and you get to play against the Buccaneers, Tom Brady, the greatest of all time. Before yeah. we talk about the opportunity to play against Tom Brady, the Bucks, what was that process like from finishing up the regular season, knowing that you guys are heading into the postseason, your rookie year? Yeah, man, um, things really amp up in the playoffs. I mean, that that's that a real feeling. But um, at the end of the day, though, when I talk to guys, I say Jason Kelsey, who's been in the league for, I want to say, 11 years now, talking to Brandon Graham, you know, that was a guy that really took me under his wing. He's going into his 12th year. And, you know, sadly, he, you know, he got put out this uh, last year with Achilles and stuff. But talking to those guys and telling them, hey, they were telling me, prepare the same way you've been preparing throughout the regular season all year. Because at the end of the day, it's still just a football game. But things are going to be amped up. Guys, guys' energies are going to be higher. The crowd's going to be a whole lot more different. And sure, it sure the hell was too. <laughs> but uh, so it, it was a cool experience. But at the end of the day, man, it's, it's, it was a football game that, that had to be played just like a regular season. But the crowd and everybody's energy was 10 times higher. 
how do you try to point uh how do you try to tune out the outside noise you know aside from family and whatnot are you just putting your yeah. phone on silence and you know muting the notifications throughout that week or how do you try to stay away from all of that outside noise you know for me man um you know, I'm a very relaxed guy. So like for me, I, I always just, you know, I love talking to family. You know, I, I talk to them as much as I can. I actually talk to them all the way up until the game. So for me, even off the field as on the field, nothing changes for me. You know, like it's been my it's been what's that got me there. So like why, why change it? You know, if it works, you know, don't fix it. Um, you, you've heard that saying a lot. Um, so for me, and nothing changed. Just stay the same. Um, you know, play pretty well um, in that. And obviously, Pat, as I said earlier, you got to play against Tom Brady. I mean, how surreal is that to walk out on the field and see number 12 on the sideline? Yeah, man, uh, to see Tom Brady in uh, playoff form compared to the regular season, I got to see him twice. He was, he was a little bit different in playoff, I will say that. But uh, it was most definitely unreal to even see him on the field, to, you know, line up against him, to say, hey, I actually got to play against Tom Brady, um, you know, who's, who is the greatest of all time. I, I agree with you there, sadly. Um, but, uh, but yeah, man, it was unreal. I mean, times like moments like that, those are the moments that I'll never forget, you know, for a guy that I, I grew up watching and then, you know, idolizing, I mean, it I mean, he's hard not to idolize, you know, he's a champion. He thinks he does things right. Uh, so for me to go out there and line up against him, that was unreal. Again, we're talking with Philadelphia Eagle linebacker, Patrick Johnson, right here on TCM pod. Pat, how would you sum up? your rookie year and you can be as in-depth as you'd like to with that but how would you sum up your rookie season man rookie season was long <laughs> it was extremely long that's that's number one I mean going from people don't realize our seasons never really stop from senior year or junior year depending on when you come out into your rookie year I mean you you stop you you get ready for the combine training you go through you know the draft the, all the process that takes you always to camp and then camp happens and then boom, you're right, right in the season. You're in training camp and all these things. So like the season just felt so long. And then you you add on another week in the NFL. I mean, it was the longest uh season ever in NFL history. And then for us, actually, we actually had a week 14 bye, which was actually the long the the longest bye week in NFL history. So for me, you know, really having to hone in on making sure I take care of myself mentally. Uh, was uh, a big, you know, big thing for me to do to be successful. But uh, but rookie year, though, man, it was awesome. The energy, like playing at different stadiums was unreal. Getting to meet other players and getting to talk to them, look, you know, seeing guys that I've, I've idolized throughout, you know, my whole childhood, and then I'm out here playing against them and or, and actually playing with them, it was, it was unreal, man. I, I, I'll never forget it, for real. So what are you working on most in preparation for next season? And are you going to move into more of a pass rushing role or are they going to keep you as an off-the-ball linebacker in more, in more situations? Yeah, man. Uh, I actually wish I knew the answer too. Uh, but um, for, for me right now, though, man, all I can really work on is really just being, uh, you know, the best I can be off the field. And that's really just um, getting my body fat down, uh, be trying to really learn how to really – move better as a linebacker not as a, you know, as a DN, as a rusher. So improving there is actually my big step right now. Um, but I do know my coaches do want, I probably will have me rush a little bit more this coming up year. I'm hoping. Um, so yeah, we'll see though, man. I, I wish I could answer that question for you, but uh, you got to get back with me on that one. Pat, what are your metrics like right now in terms of height and weight? Yeah, I'm actually right now. Uh, I remember I got measured in at 6'2", 250. Yeah. So in the season I play around 245, 250. 
Okay. Talk about how many calories you try to intake in season and out of season. Yeah, man, you know, in season, man, it's actually a little bit more difficult. You know, you're still working out three, three times a week, but you really got to like be careful on what you eat because you're not working out how you do in the off season. Because in the off season, you know, once you get closer to the season, you're trying to peak a little bit closer to the season. You don't want to peak all the way once you hit camp and everything, but like you're training hard, you're training your body hard. But when you get in the season, it's all about maintaining. So for me, in season, man, I'm trying to eat clean. I mean, of course, you know, you're gonna have your couple hamburgers, you know, during the season and stuff like that. But because uh, you got to. But uh, but yeah, man, it's it's uh, it's a lot of food that has to be eaten because I eat about three or four meals a day right now. Um, you know, I'm feeling good, leaning out and stuff like that. And so everything's working out. What would you say is one aspect of your game or, you know, of your day to day NFL lifestyle that you're trying to improve on? You know, just um, just learning the game, man. Under understanding um, what's going to help me improve. Uh, most definitely, just setting a plan, having a um, a schedule kind of to it, like a routine. Uh, know, knowing what I need to do week in and week out, so that's going to help me play on Sundays the best. Okay, cool, Pat. And I also want to talk about. You know, your advice that you have to other athletes out there that want to be in your shoes one day. I know you came from a high school in Chattanooga, Tennessee, not a big city by any means. You went off to Tulane and then here you are in the NFL. Talk about a couple of pieces of advice that you'd share with any athlete out there with dreams of playing in the NFL one day. Yeah, man. You know, for me, uh, always just believe in yourself. I mean, it sounds a little cliche, but um, but for real, though, I mean, it always starts with yourself. Uh, For me, I was a um, I was a two star. And that went to Tulane. You know, I was the last actually in my class to sign. Um, you know, he came probably the most decorated accolade guy uh, in Tulane's history. Uh, the first time, three-time all-conference. But with all that being said, though, for me, though, I always just believed in myself, worked hard. You know, I always, I was that guy that did the extra work, did the extra film study, knowing how to rest my body on top of knowing when to work harder. Uh, I mean, because a lot of people actually don't talk about rest enough. I mean, rest and recovering your body and so you can perform at a high peak is actually very important. So, you know, a lot of people say, oh, you got to train day in and day out every day hard. I mean, you got you got to educate yourself. So like for me, like learning, reading, watching videos, you know, taking notes actually from other pros and interviews like I did those things to get myself to this level. So a lot of people don't talk about those kind of things, but it is actually very, very huge for like for my success that I've had um, and just keep on just becoming a person, actually. And that, that's pretty much what's got me here. Who would you say you've been influenced by the most, like in terms of how you how you play? Could you give one current and one former, like one guy that's helped you this season, maybe on your own team, and then yeah. one legendary player that you looked up to throughout your childhood? Yeah, um, for me, um, Brandon Graham. I know I know I talked about him a little bit. I mean, he's just he's a good guy. You know, that's number one. You know, I always look for who's a good person off the field because that can tell me a lot as how they're going to carry themselves on the field. And so for him, he's a smart player. He's not the biggest. He's only about 6'2", just like me, but he's a, he's a bigger guy, though. So, you know, he was a, he was actually a first pick, or he was one of the first pick. He was actually a first-round pick um, for the Eagles way back. So he's going into his 12th year. But, you know, learning from him, hearing how he talks, seeing how he handled, like, how he treats other people in the building. You know, I took those things from him um, and, you know, I'm going to use those going forward to help myself become a better player off the field. And he just he's super, super smart on the field, too. So him telling me, you know, how to rush, 
you know, how to film study and do these things. Hey, take care of your body. You know, he told me himself, he's like, look, I don't always eat well, but I take care of my body though, especially in the treatment room, you know, getting massages when I need to, because your body is your temple. That's like how you make your money and how you, how you go out there and you perform every day. So Brandon Graham is actually a former team. It's a, it's a team, a teammate of mine now. Um, and somebody that I really look up to, um, but former team, uh, but former, ah, that's a tough one, man. Um, Ray Lewis, man. I mean, I, I I grew up watching Ray Lewis, had his jerseys and stuff like that. He, he's, he's a workhorse. I actually got to meet him um, actually in my NFL uh, process uh, over at the, actually at the House of Athletes where I trained for the combine and everything. He actually was friends with Brandon Marshall, who actually owns the place. And so he actually brought him by, surprised us. And he was talking to us and like hearing him talk and, you know, telling us how to train, you know, take care of your body, man, because if you can feel your body right, you can, it's like a machine. It's like an old machine. You just you can keep on going and going and going. Um, you know, he, he's crazy, but man, but like he speaks the truth, though. Yeah, and in a moment like that, obviously you're an NFL player at this point, or no, you're getting mm-hmm. ready to be an NFL player at that point. Did you try to approach it as if, you know, you belong there with Ray Lewis, or were you kind of starstruck and thinking, oh, man, you know, how is this possible? Yeah, uh, both, man. It's it's kind of like this is this is like this is like crazy to think that I'm over here meeting a guy that I've looked up to, but at the same time, like I already said, man, believing in myself, knowing that I can be the best my like best me. Because for me, like the the greatest of all time, it's all you know. Everybody's gonna have opinion on who's the greatest of all time. So for me, I never really listened to that stuff. I was just focused on how how good can I get, how that was the best me I can be. So that's that's how I carry myself. How excited would you say you are to play with one of the uh, top up-and-coming pass rushers in Hassan Reddick this season? Yeah, man. Yeah, no. Um, I'm hoping to learn a lot from him. You know, he's had a lot of success in the league. He's actually from Philly, so that's actually crazy. I know we have a bunch of guys pretty excited to actually know him to bring him on to the team. So I've never talked to him before, but I'm, I'm sure I'm going to talk to him here real soon. Do you have any game day superstitions? Oh, Nah, not really, man. I, I I can't say I do. Uh, yeah, that's more of a baseball thing, anyways. Yeah, baseball yeah. Players. No, I, I actually don't have any, but I know some of my teammates probably do. Okay, but maybe not. Is who is your go-to artist on game day? Like, who do you listen to to get ready to, to get ready to go out there and play? Ooh, that's a tough one, man. It depends on what mood I'm in, because sometimes, you know, like, hey, I, I feel like I need to get myself going or sometimes some days I feel like I'm too amped up. So it depends on like I listen to R&B, I listen to rap, hip hop more so than rap. But um, I mean, little baby, there's J. Cole, depending on depending on what mood I'm in, man, it, it's crazy because a lot of us actually don't even listen to hip hop and rap before games. We're actually trying to calm ourselves down and kind of keep level headed and get going. Pat, obviously you said no real superstition, but is there something that you tend to do every game day? You know, whether it's, hey, I need to call my mom at this time on a game day or, hey, you know, I'm going to go out for a walk before I show up at the facility. Is there something that's a part of your routine that you make a habit every game day? Every game day. Um, Besides, probably, it's, it's funny because I try to get as much sleep as I possibly can um, that morning. You know, I'll probably actually, hit the last bus so we actually have different buses that come and that's probably like the one thing i always and like you said actually texting texting my family right before i get on the field i mean that's the last thing i do right before i put my glove on and tie and and wrist you know put the tape on my thumbs and stuff like that i i call my i text my mom text text my sisters and stuff like that and 
tell them I love them, and I'll talk to them right after the game. But, you know, and then it's go time. Yeah, speaking of NFL players, you are, like, trying to look at this offseason in terms of playing off the ball at linebacker. Who are some players that you're going to watch some film on to try and up your game? Hmm. Honestly, I haven't even thought about that one yet, man. I mean, there's there's so many guys. Yeah, go ahead. Go watch Levante David. Hey, man, he's he's a baller, man. He is a baller. Nah, absolutely, bro. He he gets to the ball, flies around, and he plays fast. He plays smart, though. That's the biggest thing. He plays smart. I mean, a lot of people just think he's just freakishly fast. He is. He's fast, but he's even a smarter football player. So a guy like that, like you just said, that's somebody I would take, take notes from and really learn from. And, Pat, you talked about your family and how important they are to you. I know Mackenzie Johnson, that's kind of our uh, median here. She plays basketball at Young Harris College. How cool is that for you to see your younger sister play basketball at the collegiate level and be a dominant player? Yeah, man. You know, I haven't told her enough of how proud I am of her. You know, she works hard. um, And, you know, she she, she has so many things in front of her that she'll be able to reach one day if she just keeps on the path that she is. So, um, yeah, she just keeps working hard. Everything's going to work out great for her. I already know it will. And I know that she's taken a few trips up to Philly to watch you play. How cool is that yeah, to be able to give your sister and your family tickets to the game? Yeah, man, I was actually really excited Actually, that she actually made actually a couple games. You know, we thought she might only make one, and we didn't even know if that was going to happen or not, but she was actually able to make two because uh, of postpone of one of our football games. I think it was actually the Cowboys week. So her actually getting to make it. Uh, it was unreal. I was super excited, you know, to be able to have actually my family there as much as I did. My mom made every single home game she could, and even a lot of weight games. So did my older sisters. So it, it was unreal having them in the stands. And I know it was a uh, unreal feeling for them too to actually experience me to be out there because you know, Mackenzie, you know, we uh, we go back and forth a lot. <laughs> but uh, you know, even she said it was really unreal for her to actually see me out there. So it, it was a cool feeling. All right, Pat, uh, I think, Spence, you got I've got, I've got one more. So growing up a Falcon fan, with Atlanta fans, there's a lot of, like, turmoil. And do do they really like Matt Ryan, okay? So how do you feel about Atlanta moving on from Matt Ryan? Because as a Buccaneers fan from afar, for all of these years, he's really dominated the Tampa Bay Buccaneers every single year. And I thought he's a great quarterback. They just didn't surround him with pieces on the offensive line. What do you think about Atlanta moving on from Matt Ryan? And do you think he's going to do good in Indianapolis next season? Matt Ryan is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I mean, you really look at his numbers and stuff. Like you said, you know, injuries, you know, has been one of the big things. I know for the Falcons growing up, you know, he's, he's, he's had some opportunities, but then there's been a lot of times where injuries can really, you know, jeopardize somebody from being able to reach the goal that they want. Um, but yeah, man, it happens all the time in the league. You see guys move around in the league because, you know, it's, it's time to move on from organization, but, uh, you know, nothing to take away from him, but he was a great quarterback. I mean, he, he was an MVP, um, almost won a Super Bowl. I mean, y'all's Tom Brady kind of ruined that for him, sadly, but, uh, I was, I was pretty, I was actually pretty upset about that, but yeah, man, he, he was a great quarterback. Hopefully one day I still get to play against him because you know, I grew up watching him too. And Pat, as you get ready for your second season in the NFL, what are your expectations for yourself moving forward? You know, become a starter eventually. Um, just keep improving uh, and just being the best I can be. Like I already said, um, I'm excited about year two because I, I know that um, I'm going to be ready for camp. I know what to expect. Um, and, and I have to actually prove more than I did the year before. 
So that's how I have to carry myself and and do that while I'm training and film studying and getting everything ready. Again, that's Patrick Johnson, outside linebacker for the Philadelphia Eagles. Go follow him on Instagram, Pat7Johnson. Anything else you want to plug before we go away, Pat? No, man, I appreciate y'all having me, man. It's been fun, man. Hopefully we can do it again. Absolutely. Hey, I'd love to do it for sure. Anytime. So thanks for your time, Pat. means a lot. And uh, best of luck with you throughout this offseason and as you guys get ready for the upcoming season. Absolutely, man. Y'all take care. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Pat.